0: Well, hello, Fred. How are you? I'm Jeff. This is Matt. How's it
1: going? How's it going? Yeah,
0: I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for being on. Um, I mean, let's just jump right into it. The amazing part is that you can get two full-length albums within the first four years of the band, which to me, I know it's not uncommon, but it's still kind of rare. Uh, So the first question I'm really going to ask you is, how much of this album was maybe stuff from the previous album or things that you had to retool? And how much of it was brand new?
2: Everything was brand new, actually. Nothing was, uh, yeah, yeah. Not, nothing was kept from the first. There was no like drafts or anything like that. And the thing is that, like, when we wrote the first album, we kind of had a different lineup. It was different people in the band. It was more like punk oriented. And uh, so we changed the lineup. Uh, when we released the the first album, when we started playing live with it, we changed some of the guys in the band. Uh, I originally played guitar, now I'm playing drums instead. So we did a couple of changes like that, and that in hand helped us, you know, evolve the sound a lot more, uh, moving into the second album. Uh, just because I knew, kind of like, okay, now I know what kind of musicians we have in the band. I know what we're capable of doing live. So, so yeah, we we didn't. Nothing from the first album, you know, was like you know, kept kept for the second album at all. Actually, so when, how many people are in the band now that were from
0: the origin? Is it just you?
2: It's just me and the singer. We're the only two guys. Okay, so now
0: that you've got some new uh, some new players and you come up with this album and the sound is different was this more of what you were going for at the beginning when you guys first started creating the band
2: yeah yeah i mean the the core of it is the same still i would say it's like you know this kind of relentless darkness it has this dark vibe that is very very hard to to identify and and that that remains the same it's more of like like uh You know, musically, what what we can do, like what what new elements can we incorporate to make it more uh, interesting? Uh, And a part of that is like the progressive nature of of metal music. And we knew that, okay, now we have like, uh, you know, competent enough players to do some more advanced stuff that we couldn't do with the first album. Uh, But, you know, the the core of the sound is still the same, in my opinion, at least. It's just more evolved.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you can tell similarities in the two, but I I think this one's. What's the word? Maybe sound-wise a lot more depth um, and a lot more, uh, a lot deeper, I think, than the first album was. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah,
2: I think I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Is, no, I think I agree with that. It's like the 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 first album is very primal in, in our sense. It's like very basic. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's more primal in, in that sense.
0: Okay. Now, does everybody contribute to the writing or is it?
2: Yeah, but in in different ways. I am the one writing most of it, uh, but an important part of that process is is really just bouncing, bouncing the ideas and see, okay, how how does everybody feel about this? And uh, I mean, the the major part of that is me and the singer, Klaus. Us kind of getting a vibe. Like I I know when he likes stuff, and when he likes stuff, I know it's good. And that's I always need that kind of relationship. And I think a lot of bands have the same thing. It's like two guys that. That are all like the 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 primary songwriters so to speak and uh you know you you get this vibe that you know i can see that he digs it and i can see when he doesn't and uh the, the things that doesn't vibe between us we just throw it out and you know forget about it and we move on in the direction where we feel it's comfortable and then it's just about you know, talking much you know we're kind of like an internet band you know most of the guys are based in stockholm i'm based on the west coast in sweden uh and i've been living outside of sweden for many years so we we do most of our stuff online and it's it's a lot of you know discussions about okay what what kind of elements do we like what what kind of inspirations do we like when i write stuff I i try to just you know write it out whatever i feel inside uh but you know, that can take many many shapes and forms. so so uh, I'm trying to be open-minded uh, with what the other guys want to play live as well. you know what 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 vibes we get from everything.
0: Yeah. Um, so most of the recording and everything was done online. It seems like, and obviously it's mostly because of the pandemic, but do you think that that's how? It's always going to go now. Is that easier or is that harder than actually being in the studio or being, you know, somewhere where you're all together?
2: No, I, I think I've been doing it like that most of my life, essentially. And, uh, you know, le- learning how to do most of the recording myself, playing most of the instruments, so I don't have to rely on other people too much uh so so i i don't think that has changed much depending on the you know current situation or anything like that it's just the way we do things and you know it kind of felt felt you know pretty natural the way that it is right now like we could do a lot of things digitally we didn't have to adapt much we're not a band that is like you know trying out stuff in the rehearsal we've never done that we we kind of write it you know in in silos and and then we then we talk about it and we usually record stuff long before we play it live. On this record, we actually had a couple of songs that we played live first and we saw how the reaction were, which was a great exercise. Uh, but most of the time, we're just writing an album because that's what we really want to do. And, uh, you know, we, we're trying to write the best possible album we can. And, and that's it. And then the live performance is something that is, you know, coming much, much later in the in the process.
1: And you, you find the live... I'm sorry, Jeff. Nope. Do you find the live the live shows are trickier that you guys live further apart? Is is it harder to rig something like that up?
2: Yeah, now it's better because all of us are in Sweden. For a long time, you know, we were more spread out. Some of the guys were in Stockholm, some were in Copenhagen, in Denmark. Yeah. And we had a guitar player in, in Scotland for some time. Oh, wow. and, you know, that, that was like horrible yeah. syncing up. And it also makes it much harder to do, you know, more technical stuff. like yeah. Because you really need to play together to, to get in sync and everything but right now it's 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 pretty easy to do it uh, and i think we do what a lot of other bands do too like you know whenever we have something lined up like a show festival whatever we get together a couple of days before we grind it through and we you know get back to it together and uh yeah we have shows kind of spread out mm-hmm. not too far apart so you know we, it, it makes sense it works
1: yeah and the travel restrictions getting lifted and stuff but so just going to help too so that's that's good that you guys kind of Form it as you go, you know,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah, you guys have a lot coming up. The Sweden Rock Festival, the Gelfi Music Festival, Uppsala. Um, are you doing any extended tours? Or are you just still trying to get some just some general shows here and there?
2: Yeah, we've been doing some of it. We played with Vader uh, 2020. We got like a, a short gap in the COVID restrictions where we could do that. So we went out playing with them for two weeks or something like that. But then besides that, you know, we, we've been just unlucky. We released the first album right before the pandemic happened. And yeah. then, you know, it's it's been it's been like it is. Uh, but we have some stuff that we're working on. Hopefully this fall things might be better. I, who knows? You know, it seems like the, the summer, you know, spring to, to early fall is going to be the period that is the safest to tour. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what we're gonna aim on. We we're already planning on booking another tour for the next spring. So yeah, th- that's kind of how we started working now. Instead, so we will see what happens.
1: Are yeah. you guys sticking mostly to Europe or? You, yeah, yeah, I haven't really we're, seen. Okay, cool.
2: We're talking about the U.S. and uh, mm-hmm. we're talking to some booking agencies over there as well. Uh, but yeah, I can't really say much about that right now. Oh, yeah, Hopefully sure we'll get tough. over there as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, but at least you're getting stuff booked in Europe. I mean, the world's coming back around.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, now yeah. there's like new stuff blooming up. So we'll, yeah. we'll see yeah. what
0: happens. If there's if there's not one big ordeal, there's another one. Actually, you guys touch on a lot of that stuff. Yeah, in exactly. the songs is that um, are the lyrics and the thought process of the band yeah. um, that's everybody right not just the not just or not just the singer right uh, it's,
2: no it's, it's primarily me there too uh, it's uh, but you know we, we discuss the ideas and everything but it's uh, no it's primarily me just trying to use you know music as a form of communication you know, some some things you just can't say using language, or it's just clumsy instead. And I always felt that music is is a very good, uh, you know, alternative way of communicating emotions and and especially when it comes to uh, you know so socioeconomic, political kind of uh, you know hu- human things that are hard to communicate really. So that that also comes primarily from me, and we discussed the the ideas and the subjects. And uh, I w- would of course never write an album unless you know we we feel that we're on the same level, all of the guys. But uh, but yeah, we we touched on some of the some of the stuff that is related to current events uh, for sure. It's it's not like you know it's not like we want to write a record about COVID. Yeah. But a lot a lot of the problems we see today, I think, are rooted in some of the stuff that we are touching on, on the record as well. So. For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was some very scary stuff always brings out some true emotions from people, I think. And the whole world kind of came up, you know, from all of that. And it's nice to see somebody and, you know, it's funny because it's not like the lyrics are um, what's the word, I guess, short and sweet, Uh, but so, so easy to the point that if you read it, you should get a pretty general idea on what you're trying to hint at. But, um, if somebody does, uh, I guess, misconstrue exactly what the message is, does that ever really bother you? Or is it just the music is the music?
2: Yeah, not really. I mean, people are free to interpret it the way they want to. It doesn't really matter for me. Uh, and I, I think it's written in that way as well. Like it's, it's like you say, it's very short on the point. And, uh, but, you know, it takes... People think it's super easy to write a lyric or, you know, lyrics to a song when it's like, you know, 20 words or whatever, but it it's a hell of a process. Like you really need to find the right words that fit, you know, in syllable count and everything. But then you also need to make sure that they actually enhance the original emotion of the, of the music, because that's how we write music. We write the music first and then, you know, the lyrics kind of, you know, enhance that, uh, that emotion. That's, that's the work the lyrics should do in my opinion. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you get the general idea and you, I, th- I think, you know, it, again, it's more about the emotion you feel when you hear and when you read the lyrics. That's really the the key thing. It's not like, you know, we're not trying to, uh, you know, shove some opinion down your throat. Like there's other forums for that happening all the time. And we that's not really what we want to do. We just want to try to evoke some sense of emotion mm-hmm. that I think is underlying to society as a whole right now, that a lot of people are feeling, but they don't really know how to communicate it.
0: Yeah, hmm. well, yeah, uh, no, of course. No, it doesn't. I agree with you. I think that when you're writing less lyrics, that's that is harder because sometimes people will kind of over communicate um, with you. It's kind of like let's just throw some intelligence in here and, and just make sure everybody kind of gets it. So that's hard to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's it's super. It's tricky. It's, yeah, as well. Uh, and I, I think I spend. Uh, probably equal amounts of time you know writing recording everything as i do you know working on lyrics and and stuff like that it's it's really really time consuming stuff and
0: and you produced all this yourself right
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah i had my own studio in in this city that i live in for for many years and uh you know, I've, I've been recording a bunch of local bands and stuff like that, and I've always been recording my own bands so it's like, a, you know, I I need to just do it. Partly because it's fun to do it, yeah. Uh, but also, it's, it kind of I think it helps us as a band to just be more unified. It's like you know, you write a song, you you know the emotion, you know what you want to enhance, and you build it from there, all the way from you know uh, how you arrange a song onto what what sounds you choose you know how you want the drums to sound like i want the guitar to sound like and you know it, i just love doing that to to like try to make the emotion as pure as possible from from you know state a to z or whatever So, how so? How long have you had your own studio? I, I actually don't have it anymore. So I'm I'm kind of renting myself into other places. I have some gear still that I'm using, uh, but that happens primarily at home. So whenever I need to record drums nowadays, uh, I need to rent myself in somewhere else to do it. And you know, we've been in a bunch of different studios. Sunlight Studio, we recorded with this band, but with uh, under another name, which is a classic. Uh, studio up uh, up north of Stockholm, they, uh, you know, recorded a bunch of dismember and tuned all those bands when, you know, during the 90s and uh, now the last time that we recorded, we rented a friend of mine's studio in, in a place called Uddevalla and it's just like a small house, he has some great gear uh, but it's like a super quirky place to record in, like it's it's really not a recording studio, it's not built for that purpose And it's just, I just like this feeling of, you know, okay, I'm entering a new space. There's no way in the world anyone can emulate how the drums are going to sound on this record because I know that it's going to sound like this house and that's it. And I like this idea of, you know, building it up from, from that end somehow. It's a bit more unconventional than just going into, okay, another studio that sounds amazing like everybody, you know, every other record and it has the same samples on the drums and, you know, it's like I don't want to do too much of that. It's it's much nicer feeling to know that you actually build something from ground up. Uh, but yeah, I've just, so I've been doing, you know, studio recordings since I was like 15, 16. I had my own studio between 18 and 26 or something like that. And then I, after that, I just didn't own a studio myself anymore. Basically. Nice. You get to keep the name, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean the name is yeah, it's specific. Mm-hmm. Fuck Life Studios. Fuck Life Studios. I
0: had to keep that. <laughs> I could just I could just see you going for your business loan to start your studio. The, <laughs> the banker's yeah, like, so yeah. what's what's the name of your studio
2: gonna be? Oh, I'm gonna call it Fuck <laughs> Life Studio. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one of it's like these, you know, old embarrassing emails that some yeah. people still have, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's well but yeah, so that, that's, yeah. it's a bit pretty fitting name still <laughs> it, it's it's
0: interesting because you're on kind of a when you talk about a new band or a newer band um you because of your experience it puts the band on a different level because there's a lot uh, you know with bands that do their first second and sometimes even their third album uh there's still a lot of uh uh insecurities uh there's still a lot of... Um, uh, they need need a lot of guidance from their producer and things like that whereas you've already given the band all of those tools have you ever invited or invited the idea of another producer to work with you on things or is it all pretty much you
2: yeah no we actually talked about it but I think what we generally feel right now is and, and you're right like we get like a head start of things and that's how I've seen it all my life too that it's like I already know how to do most of this stuff. Let's just do it, you know? Uh, and the, what's really good about that is that we can instead spend time uh, exploring what we want to do, you know, in a much more wide way. Like we can, you know, incorporate, like, like we talked about from the first to the second album, yeah. it's a pretty vast difference. Mm-hmm. And we intend to keep doing that because that's, you know, we have the luxury of doing that as long as we know that we don't have to worry about the production and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, I think what we generally what we feel is that we want to continue on this path for a couple of more albums, see where we land with everything, because we still want to explore different things, uh, different ways of you know communicating that emotion and, and that darkness and everything. Uh, and then when we will feel like, you know, OK, now now we're mature enough to to bring in another producer, we're confident enough, and we want to, you know, bring it in again. We want to like uh, pull in the reins, so to speak. Yeah. And that I think a producer is great for, in, especially in our band, someone that can help you, you know, make make the sound even more uh, distinct, in you know, uh, and narrow it down a bit. That, that's yeah. the way I see a producer helping out in our in our case at least.
0: Well, and I like what you were saying about earlier when you were talking about recording um, and having—you know—you're in this house and no one can copy that sound. Matt and I, before you got on, we're already talking about some other artists who they try to make it as clean as possible. And and I think we like I, Matt and I both appreciate how this album uh, and your sound is more raw and not as not as. Uh, I guess more natural would be the, the words for it. and that I think that adds yeah. to the aggression that you're trying to reach.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it might do. and I mean it's it's also this hard balance, you know between like the more naturally you go, the harder it is to to have the same impact as all of these very clinical technical you know that's like very pristine mm-hmm. sounding bands. You know, yeah. it's this—you know—volume competition. Like everyone wants to be louder than the other one. And the more pristine you do your recordings, the easier it is to push the levels. Really. Yep. So it's it's a hard balance trying to be natural, but still, you know, like have this explosion and compete with the with the loudness of other bands because that's unfortunately the reality we're in. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate hearing it. We we really want to go for a more like organic, natural sounding record. Yeah. Uh, but again, the, the most important thing to me is that it's unique. That's like, you know, yeah. different is better than better. Most of the time, in my opinion, yeah. I like interesting bands. I like interesting productions. And, uh, you know, the, the the weirder it is, the better <laughs> in my world, at least. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that, that no, aggression, too, will add to live shows. It'll translate the album so much better. Sorry, man. I think you're about to say something. No,
1: no. I was just tacking on. Yeah, those those highly produced, like over the top, shiny albums are just. I mean, they sound good, but I don't think they pack as much punch as as what you guys are doing. Where where it's more raw and and you feel that extra, those extra tones that that aren't there when you clean stuff up so much. I mean, they really add the the feeling or the emotion that you guys are looking to do. And I, I just think that adds even more to it, which I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think you're
2: right. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's like, to me, it just feels natural. This is the mm-hmm. way I want totally. record to record the sound yeah. for these songs and everything. But I, I think both of you are right. It probably sounds even more aggressive just because it's not as polished. Yeah. And, you bring and it in just another adds this kind of grit. Just, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah Bringing th- in more people is another, of. another. it's oh, well, we should clean this up. And then it's like you clean that up and then you're not getting the same feeling that you had before. So it's just, it's a give and take, like you were saying. Yeah. But yeah, I like yeah, exactly. I like the way you guys I, went I, about it. That definitely, especially nowadays when everybody's just overproduced and yeah, it's 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 a great sound you guys have right now. Yeah. Uh,
2: thank you. I I really appreciate it. And I, and I, I too it,
1: I went to school for a production and stuff too. So I mean I'm right I'm right there with you on that. So um yeah, yeah you guys, you guys did a cool. great job with it. So yeah
2: yeah and I th- I I actually think a lot more bands would want to do something like that. By, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how to get there. Yeah. Like it's, it's a feel... couple of really few producers that you can find that, that are doing, you know, their own stuff, like Kurt Palu is one of them and, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of people like that. Uh, But I I think most bands, they just think, oh, we just need to go to a studio and record this. This is the best studio we can go to. And and they don't think about it more than that. This studio recorded
1: this band and this band and this band. So we need to go here, even though it's like all those bands sound the exact same because it's the same guy. You know, it's like, no, you gotta do your own thing, you know?
2: Yeah, and then yeah. i also think like yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna go i could go on about this for everyday, I know, yeah. but I, yeah, just to finish <laughs> off i i think the like another thing is that everyone can record nowadays uh-huh, and exactly. you know you can do it at home and blah blah blah. but and most that's... people in, instead of going crazy and actually trying weird things they just you know download a bunch of presets instead mm-hmm. and and you know over sample the drums and you know like yeah. fuck, fuck all of that a try. I try to record your drums in, you know, in your living room, whatever, yeah. like whatever you can do to make it special. Yeah. Why, why not do it?
1: And then they and then they try to bring it live, too. It's like they're plugging everything through a computer and like guitar pedals aren't even a thing anymore. It's like, OK, well, we're yeah. just running everything through a computer live. It's just why not just play the CD
0: live, you know?
2: It's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I get it. Yeah, 100%.
0: A couple strums on the guitar hit loop and, and you're <laughs> okay. and you're running
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> then you exactly. can jump yeah. off take stage all the, take you all can the run out of the it. crowd and everything else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: live but, performances aren't meant to be perfect no
0: yeah that, you no, that's know, true that's yeah. true yeah. i did i interviewed somebody once and they was asking about uh live shows and you know how how true to the album they want to be and they were like well if you didn't want mistakes and and, you know that off the cuff uh kind of kind of fixes and things like that and just being a little off here and there he's like then don't go to a show just listen to the album it'll save you money Mm -hmm. but if you want that true feeling to where it's almost like you're just in that intimate you know um it's like whenever i go to a live show that emotion is the most important part so if if you miss a strum or somebody misses a beat or someone misses a lyric, usually the fans are going to help you with the lyrics, you know. And, and just just appreciating that the artists are putting themselves out there is the most important part.
2: But yeah, yeah, totally. yeah that's super refreshing to hear as well. Because I, I, I mean, I think a lot of younger people forget about stuff like that easily mm-hmm. because everything is so. Perfect yeah. nowadays, you know. Like it's the same with social media and stuff like that. Yeah. No one is doing anything to stay, except you know. So yeah, I mean, if, if if bands can help, you know, bring some of that yeah. back, I think it would be good. Yeah. Um,
0: I wanted to ask about your live videos because I, I got to tell you, it's got to be a really good feeling when you're about to watch your video and there's a warning label before the video even starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I started really like warning, flash, flashing light. What did it say? It said a uh, warning. It says fast movement and flashing light.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I w- I wasn't even aware of that. It, you know, you might have to add stuff like that. I I'm not sure how many videos I've seen of them but uh, yeah, that's that's our video producer guy that helped us with the videos. He probably thought it was a good idea. I mean, there is quite a lot of flashing. <laughs> yeah, there is fast movement in the video, so.
0: Well, and the videos are just as raw and aggressive as the music is is that is that all the concepts from you guys, or is that something where someone else will come in to
2: direct and ask you about the song? Now that would would try to keep it more open i I try to not uh, you know put my nose up that alley so much okay. if that's what you say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making making shit up in English now, but uh, yeah, I try to not put too much attention to that because uh, I want the other guys to help kind of interpret what it is that they're feeling and, you know, what they read into the songs. And the same thing with Niklas, the, the guy that produced those videos. He's a good friend of ours. He's been playing live with us a bunch of times. He's playing also in Katatonia uh, from Sweden and another band called League. Yeah. Uh He's a super cool guy very you know musical in everything he does and uh, we try to you know involve him as much as possible in in trying to come up with those ideas and also keep it kind of loose like you know we don't want it to be you know another metal video someone is being uh, you know hunted or, or you know in in the forest and blah 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 but but at the same time we also don't want to you know Put too much detail into it. I don't want it to be too ingrained into my brain and my feelings. I want it to be more open. Yeah. So, so that's been a very collaborative effort between all of us, and uh, it's all of us also acting in the videos and stuff like that. So yeah, super super fun experience uh, experience to do, and uh, and yeah, I think I think it kind of translates this grit as well. Like it, it's this layer of kind of roughness on top of everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the flashing back and forth and the aggression in the music, it definitely does that. Uh you, you touched on uh on a couple things, but I wanted to ask you about um getting uh Jonas from At the Gates and then getting Barney uh Greenway from uh Napalm Death involved in your songs. Was that have you guys already been friends with them or just acquaintances? How did those how did both of those come about?
2: Yeah, but yeah, basically, like we know them since, not me personally, but some of the guys in the bands know them since before. Jonas from At The Gates, he actually has a practice space in the same house where we recorded the album. So it was kind of natural. He just came by to say hi, we know him since before, and we asked him, do you want to play a solo? And he did, and that's it. And uh, he just freestyled uh, a couple of times, and that was it. Like, amazing. Um uh, and then with Barney, it was a bit more uh, like, uh, uh, like more diplomatic in a way. Uh, Dadde, who plays bass in our band, he used to play in a punk band from Sweden called Wolf Brigade. And they're like a classic uncrossed band from Sweden. And they've been touring a lot with Napalm that uh, in the early 2000s and stuff like that. So Dadde knows Barney. He asked Barney if he wanted to do it. Barney was like, for sure, I want to do it. He did it. He booked a studio in in UK somewhere. Uh, but what was cool about Barney was that he actually like he, because I thought usually when you have like a guest appearance like that, it's like, okay, these are the lyrics, do your thing, blah, blah, blah. But he actually took the lyrics and he started adding a bunch of stuff uh, that he, you know, that he himself came up with, like some chants that are in, in the very end of the song and, it was just very cool to see that he he went in for it and you know tried his own things and added his own emotion
1: We were talking about like I throughout my entire musical life, I guess I've been really into Scandinavian music and and grew up on bands like In Flames, At the Gates, Soil stuff like that. And then as I grow up, I find myself getting a little less um, ferocious with my metal and a little more rocky. Like and I and even then, I'm finding these bands, these blues bands and these stoner rock bands out of Scandinavia that are still just blowing away bands that I'm hearing over here. And I was at Asking him, like, what is it about Scandinavia that's so damn good?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I think a part of the the answer is yeah. really boring, and it has to do with uh, Scandinavia. is like a, a welfare society. It's you know, we we spend a lot of money on uh, on uh, on schools for music and stuff like that okay. since very yeah. long ago, like yeah. since the sixties yeah Uh, so you know me growing up if i wanted to or anyone growing up between if they wanted to learn a new instrument you know go for it you're gonna have support all the way and the same thing with rehearsal places and stuff like that it's usually very easy to get going they're very encouraging when it comes to music so i think that's part of the answer because you know that that kind of answers like technicality of it at least of course but then then it's this like dark side of it uh, which i think is more like culturally you know ingrained it's it's much more hard to define what it what it really is about but you know it's it's fucking dark here during the winter that's that's definitely a part of it and it's depressing as fuck it's raining all the time and you know it's uh, i think that kind of stuff has has a really huge impact on, oh, on the for mood sure. of Scandinavians, for sure.
1: You know, it, it was focused in that stormy Northwest area. So, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I find that some of these bands that I'm finding have like a very uh, kind of like I'm drawn to Scandinavian music. I feel that they're kind of drawn to because we, we live in Arizona, so it's all desert and stuff. Do you think uh, I've noticed certain bands kind of drawn to that arid desert, mountainous, just opposite? terrain from scandinavia do you think that's something that it kind of plays into to your guys' style like yeah. is it is it i don't know like like yeah, i feel it, connected to scandinavia but because it, it's so drastically different from what i'm living in over here are you guys kind of the same way there
2: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah for sure. and it's funny that you mentioned that too because like even for our band like we we always felt like this new record that we were writing out at the portal tombs that it's, uh, it's like a red record. Like, uh-huh. even before we knew the cover, the artwork, and everything, all of us yeah. were like thinking in terms of, you know, desert and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, even if we do that, it still come across as Scandinavian and kind of yeah. sharp and icy yeah. in some fucking uh-huh. weird way. I don't know what happens, but it's, it's all, but still, of course, we're yeah. drawn to the opposite. Yeah. It's like exotic for us, I guess. So, yeah. I feel no, like I, we're the I same person just
1: funny. living on opposite sides of the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think that's yeah,
1: It's crazy. It's cool. Yeah, but I mean, some of these bands I'm finding, I don't even know, like, that's the cool thing about Spotify. It's like, you're finding all these bands that like, you know, they could be just like little, little bar bands in, in completely different countries. They're not doing tours or anything, but this music is just so damn good from that area. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I've always been drawn to it for the last 20 plus years. And it's, I don't know, as I get older, I just find myself finding more music from there that just appeals to me the more it's it's so cool yeah, yeah. jeff what do you got
0: so you have some shows coming up how do you guys prepare for your show <laughs> that
1: was my deep conversation uh, for the day
2: i know i'm lost so i'm like i don't know
0: what to know, bring just, up next.
1: Uh, yeah I, mean. I don't even know <laughs> yeah uh,
2: prepare for the shows and uh, yeah again like it's just we, we meet up a couple of days before it's time to play and you know we we try to get into it. That's it. It's not much, you know. It's it's not super exciting stuff, really. <laughs> it's it's more like what's exciting is really when you know when you actually have written a record and you start you know practicing those songs. I think that's really where the magic starts happening. Uh, like that's that's much more exciting than when you actually already started playing shows on the new record and when you start touring you you do the same thing over and over again basically so yeah, yeah you've had only, I mean in the past
0: what two years since since your first album and this album you really haven't been able to showcase it live too many times have you
2: no 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 it's uh, i don't know how many shows we've done since we started the band but it's it's not many uh, yeah and it's it, you know and it's funny too because a part of, you know, our ethos in this band is to tour as much as physically possible because that's what we've been doing prior to to this band with all of the other bands that we've been playing. And we, we come from like a punk crust background where it's more like, okay, we're going on a fucking tour now. We don't care if anyone wants this band to come, but we're coming, you know, yeah. and you just pack a band and you go across Europe and you just do that, you know, the, the hard work and everything. And our intention was to just, you know, Do this as a metal band but we we want that punk uh, attitude to you know get involved like to to really start touring and everything but then we just hit a wall immediately with this covid Mm -hmm. situation so i hope things will get back to some some sort of new normality so that we can you know take that back up again Uh, because we all really love touring it's it's an amazing feeling But I think on the flip side, the good thing about what happened now is that we've had more time to just, you know, pause and think. And it's more like, oh, oh, we have this one show coming up now because it's like a a stop in the restrictions. And then you really value that show and you make sure that it's, you know, very special. And you make sure that you have, like, the the ultimate set list that you're playing and, you know, you you try to make more out of the, the, you know, the shows that actually happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. i I mean, you guys are probably pretty excited to get anything now on the road cause it's going to be, I mean, once you, I know you have a small tour coming up, right. And then a couple of the festivals and whatnot, but I mean, that's gotta be so gratifying when you can finally get out there on a more regular basis and bring it out there because I mean, right now you've had to rely on YouTube and you know, the internet and Spotify and all the sound things, but now you can get out face to face and see the people you're trying to bring it out to that's got to be exciting.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's resonating in such a more you know impactful way. People, you know, you see people at the shows and you know you see their reactions, you see that they yeah. feel it the same way you do. And it yeah it's it's such like it's much more rewarding than what it is to do. You know, it's it's fun to do you know playthrough videos and videos and stuff like that too. But not, not in the so same. So you way prefer
1: playing live over recording?
2: No, I don't. No? Okay, <laughs> recording, no, recording I, yeah. is, that's, it's a that's question. Like the, I feel
1: like it's a yeah. such a cliche cliche question that every probably every interview asks you guys, um, and, and I don't know we've asked it to other people too, but it's like I feel like this guy's on that light, that wavelength. I was always more for the for the studio work rather than the live shows, but. I can tell you yeah. kind of the same way. It's just there's so much creativity between, behind a, a studio work. Then yeah. I mean yeah. you can get creative with live shows, but yeah. For sure, of course. Yeah. But it, it's also yeah. like yeah. we
2: you know, we do most of the work in the studio. Yeah. That's that's really where you know most of the magic yeah. happens, so to speak. So no, and for the other guys, they probably enjoy live shows much yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, Every now and then like you the find studio. one
1: person where it's like that's when they sway to the studio. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the studio uh, yeah. for me is also like that's that's the purest form. Exactly. Like I'm so yeah. used to being in the studio, and mm-hmm. you know, some some musicians they fucking hate being yeah. in the studio. Yeah, like they just feel this pressure and everything. I, yeah. And I I really feel at home, and you know, it's it's that's really where shit happens for me at least. Yeah. That's when you know things come alive. That's cool. Yeah,
0: I think we get we always get a mixed answer because when we do have somebody who does a lot of the producing and a lot of the arrangements and and a lot of the writing, they tend to want to stay in the studio and they like to create. And then the other side of the band, the ones that just kind of contribute
2: and then, you know, play the full songs, they want to get get the
1: frustrations out on stage. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah exactly now i i always say that you know i i play drums live because no one else wants to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's really how i see it i barely see myself as a drummer it's more like i just like writing music and recording yeah. it yeah yeah and sure. that's that's really it i could do mm-hmm. anything on stage it wouldn't matter to me much uh but yeah it's yeah the, the, yeah the magic happens in this video yeah. it's 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 nice that's good this has been great
0: yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, it took a while for us to get you. Uh, we've been going back and forth for a while, um, but the album's been out for a while. Uh, it's doing really well. I mean, as Matt and I have talked earlier, I mean it's it's well done, very well done. Uh, and I think definitely, really, yeah, thank you kinda, you so much. Yeah. It's it's modern, but yet it kind of pays homage to all of the styles and the rawness of metal that have kind of brought us to this point which is really good to see because you kind of, you know, it's, it's the best of both worlds without, without um, I guess, hindering any either side of it, you know? So we're very happy. I hope you guys can get out here to the States because I know Matt and I would probably be right up front, ready yeah. to, ready to rock out with you. Definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would love to. And yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And I appreciate you guys taking your time as well.
1: Oh, of course. As always you guys got any you got plans for another one or is that in the talks yet or i used it sounded like you once you write, you're writing so um. yeah
2: i mean yeah we're talking about it for yeah. sure and i, I know started this just writing came out stuff.
1: but yeah yeah you got some stuff yeah, written not it. I'm like, good yeah
2: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i started writing some stuff but it's it's again this thing we just want to i mean explore and that's it yeah. i just want to yeah. see you know how many things can we add to this band Without making it messy, yeah. you know, like how many new elements can we mm-hmm. add? How, how much more progressive can we make it without messing things up? And uh, that's really what the process is right now. I just wanna, you know, go fucking crazy and try to pull in the reins myself for a yeah. it, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see we'll, what happens. We don't really have any plans for the next release. So, uh well, it's, we'll be it's on the like all open right now.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we hope we get over here. We'll be on the lookout for something new. We can keep in touch, man. Yeah, we'll uh if we can
2: get another one, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, when we uh when we see you in the States, you might be trying out some new material. Who knows? Yeah, that'd
2: be nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: who knows? that would be great. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get over there soon. Cool.
0: All right. Well, Fred, good luck with everything. Uh, Good luck with the tour coming up and and the shows. I hope you guys get more shows and some lengthy time to really get the album out there. Um, It's already doing well. Matt and I are fans and uh, we're just excited to see what
2: happens next for you guys. Cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Everybody take care. Yeah,
0: take care.
2: Yeah, Yeah. likewise.
0: We'll see you you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.